Hello, and welcome to the first ever episode of Trill and Chill. This is the first ever uh, true crime slash supernatural podcast on the internet to ever exist. This yes. is a new and interesting original idea. I don't know if it's going to work, because yes. nobody's ever done this in the history of the world. I think we have a shot, though. So, you know, maybe people are into, like, new things. If you are, then I guess, welcome. Um, this is, like, a first attempt. I don't know if it's if it's going to work, if it's going to might be super bad yes but you know you you don't get anything if you don't try yeah. anything new such as this um so if you don't know already my name is justine and this is carolyn hello um and we were talking the other day about you know <laughs> podcasts and stuff which we had one in the past this yeah, isn't a, our first a beautiful podcast that we absolutely um <laughs> forgot yes yeah more like killed <laughs> so uh this is us trying to bring up bring back the podcast in a different format yeah so um i was kidding earlier obviously there is a lot of other true crime ish podcasts but we're trying something out we'll see if it works i feel like we're gonna have a different commentary yes um we're going to be probably problematic <laughs> yes so we would like to apologize <laughs> also and yeah because i was thinking about the kind of podcast that i like and like listening to and I realized why our first podcast didn't work as well is because I don't think people care what we have to say about... Well, first of all, we have shitty opinions uh, <laughs> it's just regarding opinions. movies. First yes. of all, we watch bad movies. Yes. Um, we did an entire episode on Kingsman, which yes. nobody has seen that movie. I mean, it was very... Or nobody cathartic. wants to talk about that movie. No. Yeah. This isn't much of an opinion. You can see it as an education time for yourself. Yeah. You're learning things that probably won't be useful, but are, are fun to like plug into conversations. It's always interesting. You can always be like, did you know that this person killed 13 um, children? <laughs> well, that's... <laughs> I mean, I don't know why I went for that example. If you're but... trying to talk to girls at parties... Yeah, try that. There you go. Girls love murder. <laughs> I do. It will work on me. <laughs> um, okay, so before we start and actually get into the topic, I want to ask you something to kind of start off this podcast. And I want to know where you would put yourself on the spectrum of belief when it comes to supernatural things. Mm. One being, you don't believe in anything at all. Like, yeah. nothing nothing exists. Well, you know, nothing outside exists. of science. And ten being, you believe in everything that could be. Okay, okay, okay. So, where would you put yourself on mm. the spectrum? one to ten i feel like i would i don't you know i don't see myself as like an ed or Maureen warren who are yes. like the biggest out there but also i'm not like 100 a skeptic i know there's some things out there all right so there's something <laughs> when it's dark outside i know the nun is watching me <laughs> i know she's there valak is right there Valak's around right the there. corner just waiting i feel like you know it's easy when it's it's daylight and yeah like it's daylight you're in a mall like nothing will get me but when you're outside, outside. or by yourself at 2 a.m trying to get a cup of water then suddenly yeah. you know ghosts are real um and on a similar topic on a scale of one to ten how much would you say you have uh knowledge of true crime things i don't have that much knowledge i think i've seen buzzfeed and soul and that's it <laughs> well, that's, <laughs> that's my knowledge that's a good start and i've seen all the movies that are like inspired by stories but of course they're inspired so you never know the actual story behind it like what actually happened this is why we're here <gasps> oh my god well, this is why i'm here because i'm oh. the one who does all the work and then and i do nothing listens to me speak yes so i uh, will explain to you the format in a second basically how trill and chill will or we will try to make 
work. Um, <laughs> I was gonna go for this one episode, <laughs> and then we'll see. We'll see. Um, is me doing all the work. Yes. Basically coming up with research. I made, you can't see right now, but I can. I made these little files Super cute. that are like yeah. formatted properly with research and like dates and stuff, and then I will explain a case and talk to a case with Cow, and then she'll provide her my best commentary because everybody knows I am the queen of comedy (laughs) so it's gonna be that is a bull segment very interesting (laughs) um so to start off this whole thing we wanted to go with something Halloween inspired and it was like Mm. it's hard to choose something that's Halloween but that isn't just you know ghost story so since we're playing off a film podcast that we used to have before. Yeah. This is kind of like oh, the baby of these two podcasts. It all connects. So this is Spooky Movie Inspirations. Um, we're going to start off with speaking about Annabelle DeJal today. And then there's another episode that you can also listen to. Two, two and one. Uh, about Ed Gain, uh, who also inspired more than one horror movie. So if you're interested in that, you can also check that out. But today... We're focusing on Annabelle. And All about Annabelle. I'm excited because I really hated the Annabelle movies, but... <laughs> I've, I've not, I haven't seen them. Yes, that's what I was going to say. I've seen The Conjuring, which you, you, you see Annabelle. See, yeah, you kind of see her in, in the, the beginning, beginning, but that's all I know about this bitch. <laughs> we'll constantly call her a bitch, by the way. Um, but she is. So Annabelle, his... A um, bitch, yes. Annabelle the Jaw uh, inspired... Two like of her own movies being Annabelle and Annabelle uh, yeah. Creation, which is a sequel, and not really. This is more of a fictional account, yeah. whereas the first one was really kind of an adaptation of the Tori Alta today. And she was in the Conjuring series as well, because the Conjuring series is based on the Warrens, who are real people that existed, and this is a real case by them. Um, most of the information I have today is from the Warrens website, so keep that in mind. Maybe it's biased. I don't. I don't know. Okay, yeah. But it's based on their own account. Yeah, it's based on what they, on what they saw. Yes, okay. I I have some outside sources, but a lot of the information I'm gonna give today is from their website. So like. Do keep that in mind. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Annabelle the Doll, uh, the movie itself is set in 1970, and the actual story is also like set around the 70s. And I feel like there's a lot of similarities, but there's some stuff that they left out. So this is going to be interesting, even if you haven't seen the movie, which is also your case. Um, so, yeah. Well, I'm ready. So the story begins in 1970, as I... I said before. Wait, first of all, there's so many, like, ghost stories from the 70s. I feel... What happened? Everybody was high then. Oh, yeah, probably. Makes sense. They're all, like, seeing things that aren't Uh, there. There you go. Well, Um, we saw that. We can end here. Yeah. Demons doesn't exist, just people high on weed. Yeah, so we can end this podcast. Goodbye. Perfect, bye. Um, No, but... Please continue. (laughs) It began... Maybe the story began earlier, because it was the the purchase of the doll was made in 1970, but it was made in an antique store so it existed before we don't know where it came from there's no Annabelle origins in this story there's no actual origins no so we know that in 1970 there's a woman who went to this antique store and bought a doll for her uh, daughter named Donna because Donna was graduating from nursing school and she was very fond of antique dolls, oh, which... Okay. Who is fond of antique dolls? <laughs> this girl. This Get a better, like, a hobby. It's <laughs> just something else. It's the 70s. Gardening. Different, different times. She was into antique dolls, so her mom 
got it as a gift for her. I mean, at least you know her mom listens to her. Yes, she knows her daughter very well. She got a great well. gift. She almost killed her to that dog. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> little details. <laughs> she didn't know then. Yeah. Um, if you haven't seen, I know you have, but if you listening haven't seen her, look it up. Because the actual yeah, real yeah, Annabelle yeah, yeah. doll does not look like the one from the movie at all. I feel like the real one is scarier because it's not made scary on purpose. Because it's like such a simple doll. Yeah, it's a raggedy... And doll with like uh, red yarn hair and like triangle nose and stuff kind of looks like a scarecrow. Yeah. Um, it's made from like cloth and stuff. It's not very like it's not spooky like. It's the not one spooky, you'd but I think if you see it at like two a.m. in your living room, you're gonna be like, mm, I don't trust her. No, exactly. <laughs> Something could come out of this. So, this raggedy Anne doll, who, she wasn't named anything. Like the name Annabelle comes comes later. Um. So she was gifted to Donna from her mom. Yeah. Donna was uh, 28 at the time, and she was living with her friend Angie, who was also a nurse. Okay. So, like, they both liked the doll, and she was not freaked out by it either. She was like, oh, that's a cute gift, whatever. Yeah, you're, it is. You're, it you're, is. you're into antique dolls for some reason, and I'm okay <laughs> with that, and I'm your friend. That's so. a good friend. Yes. Who, you know, like, accepts you yes. with your weird hobbies of collecting antique dolls yes so um if you ever do that i'll be there for you <laughs> i appreciate it i guess this is a true test of friendship so donna um when she brought annabelle home she placed it on her bed kind of like a decorative yeah. pillow oh, cute. um and she kind of left it there for a few days like nothing happened she didn't expect anything to happen i mean it's, it's a, just a doll it's a doll right <laughs> yeah and um after a few days she she felt like it was moving around the house. Like, her first instinct wasn't to think, like, oh, it's possessed. She was just like, I felt like I didn't leave that okay, doll yeah, here, but... It, yeah. I mean, that happens to people, like... And I'm the first person to misplace things, so, like, phone, yeah. I don't... I understand why their first instinct wasn't yeah. to think, like, oh, possession. Um, so, at first, it was, like, small things. Like, she would just move on the bed, like, to different places or, like, different rooms. But every time she could trace it back to, like, it's probably me or it's probably Angie. Yeah, okay. And then, um, it kind of became bigger as the weeks went on, so, like, sometimes the doll would be found with his legs crossed or arms folded when it wasn't like that before, like, it was just, okay. like, just I think chilling. you would remember if you crossed the legs. Yes, so she started doll, to notice so, yeah. that more, uh, or else it would be, like, standing when it was just sitting, well, not, like, standing in the middle <laughs> standing, of the floor, like, like looking was... at you, <laughs> arms <laughs> on the hips, coming on the bitch. It was resting on something, but, like, it was sitting before, and now okay, it was okay, standing. Okay. It makes um, more sense. She's just... Imagine you're just your doll that's just standing. <laughs> just, in the middle of the hallway, you're like, mm, I remember putting her there, yes. She had to do it to him. <laughs> she had to do it to them. She did. Um, it's like, several times, Donna said that she left a doll on the couch before leaving for work, and she would return, and the doll would be back in her room, on the bed, God. with the door closed. Okay, wait. <laughs> so, first of all, she took the time, the doll herself, to close the door. Yes. So, she has some kind of energy. Yeah. She's she's strong. She's a bad bitch. So, that was scary, but, like, Donna was like, maybe it's Angie playing a prank on me and yeah, vice that makes versa. Sense. And, like, her first thought was not, like, it's possessed. She was just like, probably somebody's moving around. It's like a fun prank to play on your phone. I mean, it's funny for, like, a day. <laughs> yeah, it just, it doesn't... I mean, if it's, like, it's been it's, going for, what, months now? Uh, a few weeks, yeah. A few weeks? That's that's too long for a prank. Like, if you don't realize it, or just, like, prank, like, oh, I this, my doll keeps moving, like, oh, it was me! It's just a prank, bruh. It's just a prank, bruh. Well, now it's it's too far gone. Like, yeah. there's, there's something going Well, it gets worse, actually. Oh. And that's when it, it starts getting scary for Donna and Angie. It's, it's been about a month since she's had the doll and okay. just noticed it moving around. And they start finding these messages on parchment paper around the house that says either help us 
Oh. Or, or help Lou, who will come later. Wait, it says help <clears throat> us, so yeah. it's more than one person? Yes. Oh, damn. So, who's us? We don't know. And this, the scary thing, the handwriting in itself... Like, anybody well, could leave messages around. Yeah, but I mean, is it on a special kind of paper, if you say it's, it's like... It's on parchment paper, and the thing is, they did not own parchment paper. Oh, that's just weird. So, Josh uh, has her own little pocket, like, a doll has a little pocket, and has parchment paper, and she just, just in case... Yeah, when exactly, they message. don't know where it comes from, so that's why it's creepy. Like, the ah. message in itself... I feel like just getting a message, you're like, okay, it's it's my roommate, yeah. or it's my mom that passed by, and he was like, help us. I don't know why your mom will write this for some Why not? Reason. But if it's on a special kind of paper yes. that you do not own in the first place, yes, something's going on. So that's what, she, she started like being kind of creeped out, because she was like, I don't have this paper. So her first thought, which I think was very rational, was to check if there was some kind of forced entry, so somebody was entering yeah, their okay, apartment okay, okay. and playing a prank, which would make sense. Probably the first thing I would think too. So they put like rugs in different places, or they would put like scotch tape on the door to see if somebody so could like, open it. Um, nothing ever moved except oh. for their doll <gasps> that oh. moved around. So they were like she did that. <laughs> they were like, Trademark. "Okay. This doesn't make sense. This is scary. Yeah, something's going on." Um the I guess the trigger to everything for Donna was when one night she came home to find a doll on her bed again. This is something that has happened before. She's grown kind of used to this at this point, but she felt like something was different. You know, some sometimes you walk into your room or somewhere and you're like, I feel like something's wrong and I don't yeah, know what it is. Yeah, yeah, um, So she went to inspect a doll. It was her first thought. She was like, I feel like there's something wrong with her doll. When she picked it up, it, it looked like she had blood on her what? hands. Um, it was probably like some kind of red ink, no actual blood. But yeah. she was like, I don't know how this got here. This is super creepy. We're going to call a medium. Because it's the 70s. Yeah, okay, first thing you do is call me. First of all, no. First of all, you wash the doll <laughs> to make sure that that red thing can come off. Yes. Or you, like, taste it. Yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe, yeah. maybe it's syrup. It. Yeah, who yeah, knows? You don't know. So she was really scared. Uh, NG as well, they were like, we're going to call the medium because that's the first thing you do in the 70s. Of course. Just um, and that medium. was not a very good idea because that that was the next step into the infestation, as you okay. call it. So the mm. medium comes in. And that's where the name Annabelle first comes up. So oh. the medium says that the doll is being possessed by a spirit of a little girl who's named Annabelle. Okay. Annabelle Higgins. Um, and she kind of comforts them by saying, you know, it's not like an evil spirit. This It's this little girl who died when she was about seven. And her body was found in a field where the apartment building is now. Oh, okay. So that's why she's here. And um, the reason she's like moving the doll around and stuff is because she wants to play with you. And she feels really lonely because she's like... All by herself. Um, well, there's always the help us messages. <laughs> I, I know. You say that to someone <laughs> if you just wanted to play. Listen, it's but like, I guess it's, she wanted comfort. It's a story that feels nice to hear. I mean, it's also kind of a coincidence that the doll that the mom bought at an antique store and then brought to the apartment is the same. Like yeah. it just did a big circle. I don't know if it's like mm. the doll was possessed before or if the spirit like, possessed the doll the after the doll after saw the here. like the spirit saw the doll yeah. come in and was like that's the kind of body that I want <laughs> I yes. want to look this snatched <laughs> perhaps that would make sense that w- I mean I would understand yeah so obviously <laughs> Donna and Angie are they feel like compassionate it's this little girl who's alone and she died no, when she was that's young not... and they're like okay then she can stay here, like, we're, we're not mad, we're not gonna ask you for an exorcism, like, it's just a little kid. So, the spirit asks, through the medium, if uh, she can 
like inhabit the doll. The doll and they say, yeah, sure. Yeah, I remember that from the so movie. So that's in the movie as well. And that's the part in the movie where there are lots of bits in horror movies like this where you're like, this yeah. was a dumb move. Yeah, well, I mean, you don't even know what happens in a movie and you you know it's a dumb move. And I that's mean, what they did. if you think it's just a little girl who's seven years old, you're like, I guess <laughs> it's a child. But I mean, it's a dead child. <laughs> yeah. You don't trust dead things. No. Especially not children. You can't tr- oh, trust Oh, yeah, children. you can't trust children. So um, the first person to actually have some kind of like thing happened to them or yes just... but also some kind of like sense in this whole thing okay is a guy named lou so he's friends with donna and angie he's uh engaged to one of them but i did not write down which one so i do not remember but not both he, i hope not perhaps he's the boyfriend of one of them okay and he's also just their friends in general so he's often over um and he doesn't really like it at all he thinks i mean who would <laughs> he, well, i get him donna and angie do i guess they do i guess um so lou's not very comfortable with the doll. He doesn't like her. It's nice, bro. He feels like it's a creepy doll. Yeah. He doesn't like having it around. Um, and he tells Donna multiple times, like, it looks evil. You should get rid of that thing. I don't like it around, and I don't feel good when it's around. But Donna has this compassionate feel to it. She thinks about that little girl, and she's like, Yeah, I want to keep was it. was a gift from her mom. Yes. You don't want to throw it away. I get it. And things have, like, things haven't calmed down, but they haven't gotten worse since then. So, oh, like, she then has, that's fine. She Nobody's has, dead yet, so it's okay. She, nobody was attacked. Like, she has no reason to freak out, except for that one time with the blood, which was never explained by the media. Yeah. But, whatever. Um, and that's when it gets creepy, because Lou... So, this could be blamed on multiple things, but let me explain okay. this. So, Lou was sleeping over, and he awoke one night from, like, a nightmare bad dream, which is something that happened to him a lot, so, like, his first thought wasn't, like, oh, it's Annabelle. Um, but... Once again, something feels off. Once again. Once again, as we've seen before. So, he... And this could probably be sleep paralysis, I feel yeah. like, from the description, from the website. Uh, he He's awake. He feels like he's awake, but he can't move. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, so, he kind of looks around, and then he looks down at his feet, and he sees Annabelle climbing up his leg. What? Um, and he wants to move, but he can't, because he's paralyzed. that's just a wrong image. Yes. <laughs> Imagine just a doll just moving. So she like <laughs> slowly, <laughs> yeah. She slowly glides up his leg, then uh. moves onto his chest and starts choking him. Damn. Um, like she's, she's strong. She's trying to strangle him. Yeah, that's a grown man, <laughs> and that's a rag doll. So like, I'm impressed. She, she doesn't skip harm day. No, never. She's a gym bitch. <laughs> she's a gym bitch. <laughs> so he he's being choked by this doll. He gasps her air, but he can't make any yeah. sound, and then he blacks out. Okay, well, um, that does sound like sleep It does sound paralysis. like sleep paralysis, but it's mm. kind of weird that his hallucination would be related to the doll. I mean, he never liked the doll, and no. he always just knew, like, in his mind that it wasn't a good doll. So, yes. like, maybe just his brain just did some connections while he was sleeping. I don't know. I don't know anything about brains. <laughs> no. I don't know anything in general, so, like... Well, he waiting. doesn't... Like, he seems freaked out. He thinks it's not a dream, but the story does not tell if he told Angie and Donna, because they don't seem to do anything about it. Oh. So I don't know if he was like, oh, it's probably just a bad dream. And he uh, just, like, said it years yeah. later when everything just, like, unfolds. Yes. It's like, by the way, <laughs> she tried to choke me. <laughs> she's into some kinky <laughs> She's into some kinky shit. <laughs> Annabelle, Jesus, I thought you were I mean, a seven-year-old girl. That's but... what she says. She just wants to play. <laughs> 
This is seven. Well, first of all, we're stopping here. She's a seven-year-old um, child, in the technically. Case, in the case where she's a seven-year-old child, forget what we just said. Yes, but um, if it's an actual demon saying that it's um, just a little girl, because that apparently happens a lot. Yes. Like, demons just say, yo. Don't say yo, but they're like, <laughs> they're like I'm seven years old. My name is Sally. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. That apparently happens a lot to me. I mean... People are more compassionate towards children. That's right. They don't feel like Especially you have to kick them out. Little girls. Yes. Because you feel like helpless. Yes. But they're always the evil. Always. So Rust me. <laughs> uh the um, the last event that triggered them to do go something. to somebody else other than medium. Just medium. Um is when they were preparing for a road trip. So this is the next day or maybe a few days after the sleep. Paralysis yeah, okay. thing. Uh, so Lou, Angie, and uh, Donna are preparing for a road trip. They're reading over maps in the living yeah. room because there's no GPS because it's the 70s. <laughs> Just imagine <laughs> reading a map. Oh, God. Yes. So they're doing that. And then they can hear some kind of rustling sounds in the bedroom, uh, Donna's room. So they're where the doll is. Yeah, okay. Uh, usually. So, like, that's something three different people heard. Yes. So that's kind of some compelling evidence. Yes. So they're scared because there's noise. Um, Lou is here and he's he remembers being only <laughs> he remembers being he has a <laughs> like a special thing against an Abigail. Yes, now. he is like I'm gonna kill that thing before yeah. it kills us. So he uh, walks up to the bedroom door, waits for the sound to stop, and then opens the door to get in. And inside the room, it's a whole mess. Like everything was knocked over. God. Um, and Annabelle is tossed in the corner. Like, somebody, like, threw her across oh. the room. Um, so his first thought is, like, four centuries. Somebody came in, made a big mess. Like, yeah, they're hiding. Yeah, yeah, and they yeah. threw Annabelle to, like, freak me out. So he goes to pick up their doll. And he feels like somebody's behind him. Oof. He turns around. There's nobody there. Um, which, you know, something that happens. I feel like we've all been through that. But in this scenario, creepier. Yeah. But that's when it gets scary. Because um, there's more, of course. He feels this, like, sharp pain in his chest so he grabs his chest and it feels like somebody's like stabbing him that's just weird or maybe he's just having a panic attack but his shirt is stained with blood what and it looks like they're on his chest there are like seven distinct uh claw marks like somebody had kind of scratched him what um that's not a seven years old girl so there's three vertically and then four horizontally so kind of like yeah She's and just trying to play tic-tac-toe. So she's making her she life. She just wants she's to like, play. She just wants to play. Just <laughs> and they're all kind of like burns on oh. the skin. Um, these yeah. scratches apparently healed pretty fast. Like it took only a few days. Like faster than a normal wound would. Oh, that's... I mean, no, that kind of can make sense, yeah. So they're like, okay, maybe we... I feel like I this... I mean, if you get randomly, first of all, scratch, stab, and burn... Mm, something's wrong. I mean, if you just get stab or just scratch, only I mean, one of these. All three. Okay. Something's three wrong. Three is a lot. So uh, Donna's like, okay, maybe we should get help. <laughs> maybe it's time. Uh, this my boyfriend or my friend's boyfriend. I don't remember. This uh, is almost dead because of whatever is in the house. Know, yeah. It's probably not a little girl because she wouldn't do that. Uh, it's probably demonic and it's probably inhuman. So we're gonna call. Uh, we're gonna call the priest. So they call oh. the local priest. His name is Father Hegan. Wait, did they? Did they ever call, like, the police? I don't think the police could do anything. Well, I mean, if they think it's a break-in... Well, they tried to to check if it was a break-in and nothing moved. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I feel like I they guess. were like, I guess it's it, it can be that. But who knows? I mean, the police, <coughs> we all know, never does anything. No. So. Um, and, yeah, so they called the father, Hegan, so like, uh, who's a priest. 
And Father Hegan just had no time to lose. He was like, this is a spiritual matter, but I'm not like, good enough to deal with this. <laughs> I'm not so coming over. I'm going to call another father uh, named Father Cook. So, like, this other priest. Showing what up, up, dude? There's some kind of a demon in this house. Could you imagine, like, you don't want to like, be there? Yeah, I'm like, I don't want to. Like, I've done my fair share of possessed dolls. And, like, after them, we're an actually possessed. So I think you can take this one. Only to lost a bit. So, yeah. Father Hegan just doesn't want to deal he with that. He had no time. He just transfers the case to Father Cook. And Father Cook knows the Warrens. So that's where the Warrens Oh, that's where they are, like, um, connected. If you don't know Warrens, if you haven't seen the Conjuring movies, which... It's there. Which might you should watch them, but it's okay if you haven't. Uh, the Warrens are actual people that existed. They're demonologists, as they call themselves. So they are like paranormal investigators. Mm. They're a couple, um, and they lived in the seventies. Uh, Lauren, who's the woman of the couple, is still alive. Ed died at the beginning of the uh, two thousand. Yeah, two thousand. Two thousand four. If I'm not mistaken, they wrote a bunch of books on this, mm. and the, the, all of this thing that I'm telling you today is from their website as well. So they have a lot of like they dealt with a lot of um real life cases like the Amityville murders as yeah, well. Also. Uh so they were kind of recognized in the business of demons. Uh they're good at <laughs> in the business of demons. So they're selling demons. Yes. They're good at like dealing with that kind yeah. of stuff. So they they're people of fate and they know people at uh, the church. So that's why uh the father cook called them. So they're interested immediately. They're like, this is a weird story. It kind of mm-hmm. feels like a demon infestation. So we're going to come over and see what's happening. Yeah. So they ask Donna about the situation. She tells them the story I told you um Just basically ago. everything that yes. happened in the last month. Okay. Yes. So they're like, after speaking with them, they're like, pretty sure this doll itself is not possessed, but there's something in your house that's... Oh, moving it moving around and all. like playing with it. So like spirits, Makes like sense. ghosts, cannot possess things. Uh, they cannot possess objects. They can be there and move things around, but it cannot be like possess oh. an object or a, a person or something like that. Um, in human spirits, so demons and stuff like that could, but not objects. Mm. They can attach themselves to things, but they can't possess it. So they're like a little bit powerful. They like yes. higher ups in the- yes. On the industry of yes, um, demons yes of human things of human things. So it's this demons is and obviously theory ghosts. based okay. on what the warrant said. Like obviously this is not scientific I mean, things that we can verify, yeah, but not, it makes sense. I would say so. Spirits would be um, just, just things that can move things around and be there. When uh, whereas uh, demons could attach themselves to things, but they can possess only human vessels. Okay, so, so the doll could never be possessed. No. So what uh, the Warrens concluded was that the spirit manipulated the doll. And the the point was to create the illusion that the doll was alive to get recognition. Oh. So they wanted people to like acknowledge that they were there. That there was something going on. Yes. And the point was not to stay attached to the doll, but stay attached to a human host. So they wanted to possess one of the three people in the apartment. So... <clears throat> Um, Which one? It's like a, the Bachelor. Ooh, we don't Ooh. know who's going to be possessed. Which one is going to get possessed, Rose? Um, the Warrens have this theory of inhuman infestation, uh, where it's three steps, and this is also mentioned in the Conjuring movies. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. there's infestation, oppression, and then possession. So yeah. in this case, the infestation began when it started, you know, moving the doll. Yeah. Um, it just kind of like to tickle their curiosity, be like, "What is hey, this?" Recognize that I'm here. Um, then 
they made a mistake of bringing in the medium and they tricked the medium into thinking it was a little girl. So this kind of played off the girl's emotional oh, vulnerabilities. Yeah. They're they're nurses. They you know they care about things like that. Yeah. So oh, obviously they're so going to be sad. like, sure you can stay around. And then mm. oppression comes, so they're going to be more violent and uh, yeah. scary. I guess that's when they attack. They're Lou. Going to try to. <laughs> that's you, when yeah. um, they there was a symbolic kind of blood on the doll yeah. as well um and the next stage would have been possession okay so they were like right there yes they so were ready to end the it warrens all. wrote that they believed that uh had these experiences lasted lasted two or three more weeks then somebody would have been possessed god if not killed Ooh. so i mean possessed or killed <laughs> what's better who knows uh, mm. I mean, I guess you could be exercised if you're possessed, yeah, but once you're killed, well, well, if, you're dead. Mm, I mean, you get strong PTSD yes. if you're being possessed. So. But, I mean, it's the 70s, just, you know, do some drugs. <laughs> just do, do some drugs, just drink hard. I have and a good forget. understanding of PTSD, <laughs> as you can tell. Um, so, the the next logical step is an exorcism. Obviously, they want to get that shit out of, of their house. Um, so, D. Warren's <clears throat> asked for Father Cook, who's the guy who called him in the beginning, to cleanse the apartment. Um, and so, this kind of ceremony is, as described by Ed, so this is a direct uh, quote from oh. Ed Warren. We'll listen to you, Ed. So, quote, Take it over. The Episcopal Blessing of the Home is a wordy seven-page document that is distinctly positive in nature. So, we're trying to focus on... Uh, like good things and I'll be like you evil yeah, monster yeah, yeah, yeah. just like God is here and he protects yeah. this house be scared um, of God <laughs> yes then quote rather than specifically expelling evil entities from their dwelling the emphasis is instead directed toward filling the home with the power of the positive and of mm. God end quote so we're trying to bless the house instead of like cleansing it yeah okay instead of like telling demon <laughs> you suck yes go suck a dick you're like God is my only friend. Yes. I don't know you. They found that um, these exorcisms where you would just be like, go back to hell, just kind of like angers these spirits yeah. and makes them stronger. So this is like an easier, safer way to deal with <laughs> things. Uh, and then Donna, after that, is like, okay, this is good, but you need to take that doll with you because I don't want this shit around anymore. Yeah, I, which I is get understandable. it. Uh, the Warrens have this kind of museum i believe it's closed now i think it's under renovations but they have this house with this room <laughs> with all these house, objects yeah. uh from their investigations that you can actually visit and, like it's a real place it looks the, so interesting <clears throat> the doll is there uh as well the actual one <laughs> yes so um basically we're gonna put that there so they took the doll home um <clears throat> the story of how they brought it home is actually interesting as well because things don't stop after they bless the house yeah of course so because like technically the demon is still attached yes. to the doll like it, it's not like fully dead like, no. you can't kill the demon no that's not how that works so um ed is the one driving and he puts the doll in the back seat and then he did he did he put the seatbelt on <laughs> i don't just know imagine just putting a seatbelt on a demon i feel like in the 70s nobody wore seatbelts at all so oh yeah true <laughs> even demons they don't deserve them i mean yeah uh, so he and Lauren agree that they're not going to take the interstate because they're trying to like avoid anything that could be dangerous because they have something pretty yeah. strong in the backseat. Um, <clears throat> and Ed recalls that 
every curve the car took, if they had been, like, swerved really dangerously, it was, like, suddenly you couldn't drive anymore. So, like... <clears throat> the demon was trying to drive. <laughs> I don't know. The brakes were failing, it? and, Oof. like, uh, every corner was really difficult, and the car, like, verged on collision multiple times. So, at one point, Ed just stopped the car, pulled out his vial of holy water, just doused his dog <laughs> in it. Here, drink! Made a sign of the cross, and then, like... Started going. God again. damn. So apparently, he, he's just lost. Like, yes. his temper is just like, my true joy. Fucking you fuck shit. Bitch. Can you stop being evil? I just want to drive home. So, you can do this with kids all the time. It's, yes. You just, just take out your, your yeah. holy water and sign them to cross. Yeah, and then there you go. They shut up. They will stop. So, apparently, it worked because the disturbances stopped uh, and they got home. But there's more. When it got home, they didn't put it in the museum immediately. I don't know why. They just kind of left it there. I mean, I guess the story wasn't as well known. Yeah. Well, Ed put the doll uh, in a chair next to his desk. And then... Why? And this is a direct... Why? This is a direct quote from the website, and it really made me laugh. Apparently, the doll, uh, quote, levitated a number of times. Mm. Then it seemed to fall inert. So it just kind of, like, flew in the air and then dropped just to like, the ground. stood up and then... Boop. Yes. Damn. Um, and then it began showing up in various rooms, kind of like it did with okay. uh, Donna. It was starting its, like, <laughs> yeah. cycle again. It was trying again. So the warrants were, like, annoyed. Uh, they were away. The doll was locked in the office, and then it would return, and it would be sitting in Ed's easy chair. Mm. So they were like, okay, um, <clears throat> we're going to put it in a, like, glass case so it stops moving. And then it worked. Okay. And then the actual museum is being blessed regularly, so, yeah, like, okay. they have something to take care of that. Um, but more incidents happened with their doll, even after it was put in the museum. But there's more! Does <coughs> yes. she ever stop? <laughs> she does not. Is she not tired? She's always on that grind. <laughs> She's always, always grinding. <laughs> Just gotta get that money. <laughs> yes. Um, so, the doll apparently really hated clergymen, so anybody from the church. I mean, I... Guess you would if she was a demon. <laughs> yes. So, um, at one point, it was a cat-like exorcist that came to their house because you know, just friends. Um, Besties. His name was Father Jason Bradford, and he just he was chilling there. Uh, and he saw the doll. That was back when the doll was still just in the chair and okay, okay. The, um, before it office. was in the museum. And he said, "Quote: You're just a rag doll, Annabelle. You can't hurt anyone." Unquote. And he tossed the doll back in the chair. Okay. First of all, do not do that. No. That's if kind you of you're special. Do not do that. He's just kind of asking for it at this point. I don't want to be yeah. victim blaming, I mean, but what's his name again? Uh, Jason. Jason. Of course. Jason. Someone named Jason would do that. So Ed was pretty pissed about that. And then he said, quote, that's one thing you better not say. Like, please mm, be careful. I have told you about People this. People almost died. <laughs> I almost could be the next. I almost died trying to bring him back here. Yeah. So like, calm down. Um, and then about an hour after the, the, oh, the guy had left, Jason, Father Jason, um, <clears throat> he called the warrants mm. and he said I almost got into an accident I almost died because my brakes failed when I was getting onto onto this I mean, intersection not that we told you but <laughs> you got what you asked for so um, this has happened many times apparently people would insult a doll and then it would get on the road and like almost get killed and at one incident um, there was this young couple that visited a museum and they were here on a motorcycle they were kind of like mm-hmm. on a road trip together um and after Ed told them about the doll story, the young man, he went up to the case and he began, like, knocking on it. Oof. Like, just banging on the case. And it's he... Like, what kind of bitch? Like a fish? Like, you know, like... Yeah. 
interface to just knock on it and yes. you wait for them to react. Oh, that's not good. Um, and then he said, you know, if you can put scratches on people, you should scratch me. I want to be scratched. He's okay. <laughs> First of all, men are dumb. <laughs> yes. Why do you do that? Uh, so Ed was like, "Son, you need to leave." <laughs> and that's a real quote. Like, like that's Son, not you me need paraphrasing. To head at no time. So he just kind of like let him out of the building. Like you can't say that. No, shit God, you can't no. like this is serious business so on the way home the young man and his girlfriend were kind of laughing making fun of the doll like that like we're doing at the moment oh don't say that <laughs> um i don't know if you're listening <laughs> i'm very sorry it was just a joke uh he lost control of his motorcycle and he went head on into a tree Oof, uh, and he was killed instantly well <laughs> so the Wait, guy, the guy just died. full-on died the girlfriend survived and she was hospitalized for about a year. Oh. And she explained mm. this whole incident, which is why we knew about it. Um, now that I'm thinking about it, maybe this podcast was a good idea. <laughs> so, um, everything I've said, <laughs> I regret. So, this is the last recorded incident. Um, I guess she got what she wanted. She yes. killed someone, so. Um, and Ed She doesn't Warren... need to kill anyone else. <laughs> you listening? She don't need to do it again. Ed Warren ends the section of his website about this by warning you to not challenge evil because no man is more powerful than satan so do remember this hmm. satan is i mean should i say I mean, satan is the main bad bitch yes he is no one can compare to satan no offense to god no offense to god <laughs> i feel very unchristian god is not a bad bitch that's not something i thought i would ever say where is this going um, i'm gonna stop you here actually so this is this is how the story ends. We don't really have any other incidents that have happened after mm. that. Um, what do you think? What What are your thoughts now that you know the well, real the real Annabelle, whose name isn't really Annabelle, but we don't yeah, know what it is. Yeah, I guess. Mm, that's kind of weird. Yeah. I don't know. I just. I hope she isn't listening. <laughs> no. <laughs> Annabelle, uh, sponsor this podcast. <laughs> Can you sponsor this podcast? Can we, like, just give us free audiobooks? This Adible, episode please. is sponsored by Audible and also Animal the Doll. Audible, Audible. Oh, that's oh. where it comes Speaking from. Speaking of Audible, <laughs> next episode, if you want to check that out, it's going to be about the inspiration between uh, behind the, the, that one cannibal. Um, cannibal, Audible? Cannibal, yes. Mm, that would be a great movie. So... You know, you know it's what connected. It's not. <laughs> it's all connected. Um, so I guess. I, I mean, next episode it's um, serial killer. Yes, that's different. So in if you're not really into spirits and demonic things, and you want like the real facts, uh, <clears throat> then I guess you could check that out because it's more true crime based, but it's still in a spooky movie inspirations kind of series. Yeah. So, yes. Anything else to add before we? Leave our listeners to. I guess better I'm things. never going to talk about Annabelle. I mean. I don't like her because from what I've seen from The Conjuring, I thought it was pretty, not dumb, yes. but just the two um, just nurse kind of like, yeah, sure, take the doll, yes. be in it. Like, yeah. why would you do that? But um, mm, if it's like a demon trying to, to play, that's his job. Yeah. You know? Who am I to say it's not doing your job? blame the demon after all. It's just doing his job. You know, hashtag not all demons. Not all demons. Doing his nine to five. Yes. Getting food and money for his family. (laughs) What am I going to say? (laughs) Don't do it? No, exactly. Be unemployed? (laughs) No. (laughs) Do uh, your job. Go for it. I hope you enjoyed this first ever episode of Chill and Chill, the only Ooh. existing um, true crime supernatural podcast. Yes, the, the only one. Every other one's 
are not real. No, they are all an illusion. They're all yeah. sleep paralysis induced. Yes. Yes. So Illusions you better so. wake up now. <laughs> um, <What? laughs> so yeah, uh, you can check out the next episode, as I said. And if not, well, I hope you enjoy this one. And you get to sleep tonight or mm. whenever you sleep. Um, yes. Thank you. Yep. See you um, another day. Yes. <laughs>